0: And hello everyone, welcome to Sister to Sister. I'm Trish Carr with Women's Prosperity Network and it's my honor to be here with you today. And my guest today is someone that I've known for a very long time. And our conversation, as always, is going to go to what can we do in terms of racism and actually hear experiences from our guest about how she herself has experienced racism. Now, I know you're looking at her and you go, wow, she's a white woman. How she's <laughs> experienced racism? So here, let me tell you a little bit about my guest, Audrey Arby. Many of you know her. Audrey and I, we've known each other, Audrey, for 17 years now. That's like, I can't believe how many <laughs> birthdays we've had together, right? Yeah. That's great. I'm so happy to have you here. So first of all, Audrey is an award-winning artist and she does amazing art. She calls it OM art because it incorporates the OM in, her, uh, in all of her paintings and it's amazing stuff. I have it in my house here. She is also, let me get my glasses because I don't want to miss the title. She's also a best-selling author and her, she's got several books. Um, one of them is The Mother's Manual, which I think was your first book, right? And it is really a manual. You know, they, they, we have children, but there's no manual for raising them. And Audrey took this on. It's a spiritual and practical guide to child-rearing and motherhood. Um, she also is the, the, her most recent book is called Raising Consciousness. Raising Race, raising race Consciousness. Thank you, Audrey. Raising Race Consciousness. And the subtitle of that is Healing Racism, Sexism, and Other-isms. And it's a number one Kindle international bestseller. So you can get it, and you don't have to have a Kindle to have it. Uh, you can look at it on your PC. But she's amazing. She does uh, programs that get to your heart. She, I like to, uh, what, what we call her is a transformational catalyst and a diversity expander. And she does that in many, many different ways. Um, But her programs are about sexuality, sensuality, spirituality, uh, the isms course, Mother's Manual, of course. She is also, here's what I love, is she has a coloring book. (laughs) she good for kids, but the truth is it's for everybody. Her coloring book is What If? is the name of the book. And it's You Are and Life is Miraculous. It's ABC Affirmation Art Coloring Book. And let me tell you that she won the Green Press Initiative Gold Award for Environmental Responsibility with that book. Because one of the things she is committed to is environmental responsibility. And she was all about my books have to be on recycled paper. So I love that about you, Audrey. I love how connected you are. And, and the other thing is she is the mother of an amazing woman uh, who lives uh, with her family in Marietta, Georgia for my all my Atlanta folks. And she has count of six grandchildren. Now her daughter is biracial, Alana's uh, biracial and her children are mixed race, which we'll get into all the definitions around that. But Audrey, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your experience. I love that you're here. Thank you, Trish. What an
1: amazing intro. It's like, it sounds so impressive. Thank you. Well, thank, you, thank, you thank you, I
0: could have gone on and on and on because most thank people you. You know, don't really know how accomplished you are, what you are about, and your heart and your connection to self and the universe is so powerful. Thank you. I just love that about you. And you're just your attention to everything. You're you're an intuitive. It's amazing. So anyway, thanks for being with us. And your experience is unusual because, you know, you were with a a black man when you lived in New York and you were younger. And that was a long time ago. So I can (laughs) imagine, well, seriously, it was, it was You know, it wasn't 20 years ago, it was a while back. So you were like a trailblazer as a woman with a black man and then having a biracial child. So I imagine that that had um, lots of repercussions, yes?
1: For me, no, because I, okay, I first, you all can see what I look like, this is how I look. Okay, so I- Yeah, that's how you look right there. This is it, okay. So I first started dealing with Black folks, oh, my God, 54 or so years ago. That was before I was with my ex. That was a while ago. That's like two generations. Wow. Okay. So two (laughs) generations. I can say these numbers and then it's like, whoa, and then I have to let it go. So two generations ago, that's when it was challenging. Right. Because I was raised, I'm going to... You know I'm straight up, okay? All right, I got curves. But I mean, I was raised in a basically white family in a white environment, born in Brooklyn. And when I saw, at one point, we'd moved to Long Island after I was eight, and I saw some people down the block when we visited relatives in Brooklyn, and they were Black. So this was fascinating to me, because this was new. So I'm looking, and I heard some remarks from, Let's just say a parent that weren't positive. I already didn't like that. So because I am someone who's interested in people. I really am. And this whole thing called life, it's fascinating to me. And I'm a born mystic intuitive. So I know, see, feel things right away. Right away. Since I'm little, little. So when I graduated from college and was able to move out on my own, in my early 20s, I moved to New York. Yeah, And that means Manhattan, the city of New York. And that's when I really began to know people. And I dealt with black folks, mixed folks, gay folks, straight folks. There wasn't transgender. And if there were, I didn't know. So I'm just letting you know. I'm not saying that people didn't exist. I just didn't know. And mm-hmm. that would have been 50 some odd years ago. Yeah. Anyway, and... I made peace with, I used to go into groups because I wanted to understand what was going on, this whole concept of racism I didn't like. None of it felt right to me. None of it, I'm emotional. I'm going to do my best for tears not to come. I have on mascara and it's not a good look. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So true. And so I wanted to know who people are. And I remember the first time I actually had a conversation with a black person. (laughs) I had quit college, was hanging out with friends and we went to some club in, in wherever New York and I had my arm, see my arm down on like the arm of a chair and this guy next to me was a black guy which means he had dark brown skin, not beige. Dark brown skin, okay, not tinted next to me. And I thought it was one of the most gorgeous things I'd ever seen. So we began to talk. And in that conversation, I thought, what a nice guy, what wonderful energy. So all the garbage that I had heard and talked went right out the window. So coming back to, I began to know people in my twenties and I discovered, I love black people, warm, caring, smart, and to me, anyone who had to go through, and I'm gonna use really nice language here, some of the garbage and hoo-ha that had been promulgated to black, brown, beige, that's my language, people for how many years? Yeah. was all nonsense. Right. And so when I met my ex, who was an unusual person from the get-go also, which we're not gonna get into, I had already been going out with and knowing black, brown, beige, and white.
0: (laughs) Remember, I'm from New York, right? Well, listen, first of all, let me say, I love how you refer to people as black, brown, beige, white. Like, what a nice concept. Like, that's really what we're dealing with. I love it. Thank you for that. Yeah, because we're at a time now where we have to tell the truth.
1: Subterfuge doesn't work. I'm not saying there aren't people doing subterfuge. There are plenty. We're not going to that's okay. But that's not who we are. Right. And if we choose to thrive as a species, and I'm big into that. I'm born on this earth to create shifts in our consciousness. why I'm here. That's why I came. And if we don't do that, it's not a good picture. And because all of us, whatever one's language is, whatever one's path, we all come from the same source, however you call it in our own different unique ways, which we give thanks for, so we're not clones. And the more we can get together, and the more we can do stuff, it's kind of sort of like the um, motto for WPN, of which I am a member, that we may not have it, like, I'm gonna kind of involve it all together, but together we have it all. That's our species. So when I met my ex, because he became like, okay, I don't want to use names, okay? I was fascinated by him. The energy between us was humongous. I'm an energy healer. I didn't know it at the time. I had no idea. I was still figuring out who I was. And when we got together, let's just say an extraordinary relationship on many different levels. And when we chose to have a child, and this was a planned child okay not like oh my god i'm right it was like yes and we had one thing we said to each other which was hysterical we hope our child has the best of us because we looked at each other instead of had the worst of us was like "Eh." so suffice it to say she's got the best of us in a little whatever 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 from her own soul what was hard for me was some of the dynamics of the relationship that had nothing to do with my daughter. And because of some of those dynamics, which is a whole other show,
0: <laughs>
1: I left <laughs> I left him when my daughter was two. I did not plan to be a single mother. That was not what I wrote in my earth script. I'm not saying it's what wasn't written in the spiritual script. And he died when she was seven. Mm. So I became an out-and-out, out, very single mother. So when was Alana born? What year was that? Alana was born in 1980. Okay, And so- I, was born, I was born the same year. So if you want to get a picture as Barack Obama's mother, she and I were born. I didn't know her, but right. she and I were born in the same year. So you can get maybe some idea of history. I was born in 1942.
0: So what was the experience of having a biracial child in the 1980s? For me, because I lived in New York,
1: in Chelsea, it was interesting, okay? And there were people who made comments to me, you have a black daughter. And I said, no, I have a biracial daughter. I said, look at me. I said, does this look like a black woman? And people have asked me if I'm black. And I have curly hair. Right. Yeah. And I <laughs> Curly hair. And I remember in the summer in New York, this I missed. We would have the African Art Festival. I don't remember when it started. But I went every year, and I had African outfits, having been to Africa. And I remember sitting on a subway, my beautiful outfit, and this guy's looking at me, and I messed with him a little, and then I knew he wanted to ask. And he looked at me. This was a black brown guy, and he said to me, "Excuse me, are you black? You see how I look?" And I said to him, "I'm exactly as you see me." and I left it alone. So what it was like for me was easy in terms of that, because I was clear that I had a biracial child. She wasn't a white kid and she wasn't a black kid. I called her my golden girl. And I taught her that. And I taught her from young that some people would love it. Some would dislike it. Some wouldn't know what to do with it. And then I told her she had one of the most popular complexions on the whole planet. Hawaiians had her kind of skin. There were people in different areas that may have come by it a little differently that had that color skin. She was beautiful. She was amazing. She was brilliant. So I brought her up that way. Yeah. In terms of my ex, when we went to court to arrange visitation and all of that kind of stuff. He got up and said something, his daughter was black and I stood up to, at the time, my full five foot and half an inch, now it's 4'10", my full five foot, half an inch. And I said to the judge, Your Honor, do I look like a black woman? I actually said something like that. He said, no, I said, I am her mother. I said, I'm not being erased. She is a biracial child, and that's how I'm bringing her up. I am bringing her up in truth and reality and in love. I am not bringing her up, and this is the whole thing of this, in whatever society's particular whatnot is at any given moment, if it's not the truth and if it isn't on a high level, that's just fading into foolishness and lies. If somebody, if we don't own all of what we are, our good, or bad, or indifferent, the good, the bad, the ugly, the junk we've done. You ask me, people, I say, how do I have my energy? If you haven't figured it out, you need to do math. As I am discussing right now, I have been on the earth 78 years. <coughs> and I have amazing energy. And part of it is lifestyle, that's for sure. And part of it, part of it is because I work and clear myself emotionally and I work with other healers. I'm a healer and I work with others so that I'm
0: clear. And you did, the, I same be a mess, huh? you did the same for your kid. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and then I had to let go,
1: like she's doing her own life now. Right. She's a grown, grown woman. Her birthday is tomorrow. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. 10-14, 1980 at 1-14 in the afternoon. Oh, that's cool. Eastern time. It's my daughter's. I don't know if she's going to like I did that, but she's going to post it on Facebook. So what well, the happy
0: heck? birthday, Alana. Thank
1: <laughs> you. Yeah, four decades. Like, amazing to me. And now her life is her own. Her choice, her this, her that. Doesn't matter if I like or don't like, although we'll discuss. She's her own grown person. Well, tell I'm you
0: about, you, we were talking about you said that Alana is is biracial, but her kids are now referred to as mixed race
1: because biracial generally means one and one pretty evenly matched, not like you have to sit there with a you know a measuring whatever. But what the heck? I my daughter's husband, my son-in-law is white. He's not mixed anything. He's white, like. And so my daughter is a mix of black and white. So if we want to sit there and measure, three quarters white, one quarter black. It's like Barack Obama's children, three quarters black and one quarter white. Do most people see him that way? No. Did most people call him our first biracial president? No, most called him our first black president. We've got a lot of misunderstandings in this country back from when, and I'm gonna say this, when, when a lot of people were racist Uh, I'm not saying all, but way back when, if you had called the 10% law, 10% black, quote, blood, then you were considered black. That's since been repealed. And then there were still people who think that. There were people who mix up ethnicity, nationality, and race. I'm an American. I was born here. If I were born in Europe, I'd be European. I'd still be white. If I were born in Haiti, I'd be Haitian and I'd still be white. So if someone is born wherever they're born, that's their nationality, that's not their race. And in America, the United States, let me say that because we have South America, we have mixtures of all kinds of mixtures that we have. And that's all right, that's good, that makes us rich, that makes us amazing, that makes us that we have all the good qualities and some of the junk, which is why I do the work I do, so that we can be richer and richer and richer. I mean, the reason I call myself, people call me that a diversity expander, because I'm into the amazingness of our species. Yeah, me too. It's about celebrating diversity. Yes. Yeah. And we're not identical. People who say, we're all the same. No,
0: we're not. We're not,
1: nor should we
0: be not even white people you have italian people you have irish people you have germans you have russians you know this whole white black thing is a human construct it doesn't even exist we created it right so we could label people but people are different people have all different ethnicities and i love that we are still a melting pot that's who we are that's what we're about that's why the statue of liberty is there So let me, I would love to talk a little bit about your book, Racism and Other Isms, and- I printed it out. Oh, beautiful. Can you see it? Yes, I I can see it, Raising Race Consciousness. So tell us a little bit, because the, the purpose of this show is really to open minds, and more importantly, open hearts, to the experience of people of color all people of color. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to have a woman on who's from India and she's a Muslim and what she experiences. So it's about when you're different and you're treated differently. I want to just open people up. You know, people say, oh, racism doesn't exist and systemic, you know, there's no such thing as white privilege. Here we go again. No, I I know that. And you know that. Very much. So I wanted people to have this discussion because okay. the more we can talk about it. So what? share a little bit about the book and your okay. thoughts on what we can do. What actions can we as white people, because it's not a black people problem, it's a white people the white problem. white person
1: problem. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, white folks need to look at themselves. And when someone says, oh, I don't have white privilege, I can't even pay the rent or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, or I worked those, three jobs just like yeah, other all people. That stuff. Or I was and I'm, white and didn't get the job because I was white. That's what I hear over and over and over. Okay, all of that.
1: Still in all in this society, I'm going to find very nice ways to say this. If a white person, I'm going to say specifically white, doesn't look inside and see what the internal dialogue, that stuff that your mind says, is talking about and acknowledge it, they're going to be in trouble. This book is a book about healing all that stuff, whether it's racism, sexism, I call it religionism or any of that. I'm not Christian. Not always being Christian in this society is not always the popular thing. I call myself spiritual. And yet I follow the dictates of Yeshua. That's what I call him, not Jesus, because that was his name as far as I know more than a lot of Christians. I mean, I really do. He taught spiritual metaphysics. And when someone's not whatever mainstream might be, they don't always get treated well. And so white people, white people in general, don't get scared to walk down the street unless they are in some of them what they think of as a black neighborhood. And if they haven't made peace with black, brown, beige folks, like my friends are all colors. For over 50 years this is no this is normal to me i don't like being in an all-white environment you know that about me i don't like it i like the mixture and the rhythm but for white folks that aren't like that they're scared now why are they scared what are they guilty what are they feeling guilty about what kind of thoughts are they holding do they think black people are mean and 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 horrible but if you look at what's going on on this planet now who's shooting who in this country It is more white people that are shooting people and then black people, Black Lives Matter, standing up and saying enough of this blah, blah. We're standing up for ourselves. And then there's these, I just have to say this, I'm sorry. These white racist militia beings that to me are mammothly insecure, mammothly insecure, that no, we're going and all that. That's not power. The Honorable Diani O'ahu, and I can't spell her name, so the, but the Honorable Diani O'ahu, who was chief of one of the Native American peoples, told me once, the power is in the softness. So when you see people yelling and screaming and carrying on, not in an orgasm, that's different, but yelling and screaming, okay? And carrying on in a vituperative way, that's not power. That's fear, manipulation, domination. And when you see white people and they black, I don't need someone to say, well, black people have killed, the, okay, I know this, right? But it's the white people that is starting it. Not all white people, not all anything. We're not just like one person that are doing that. And black, brown, beige people, and this white woman have had enough of this racism, sexism, uh, Islamophobia, all that, okay? So it's time to stand up, but with purpose and centeredness. That's why my first course morph into the magic of self-love, soul, essence, self, and ego personality self, because most people really don't fully know how to love themselves and connect to higher power by whatever you call it. It doesn't matter your religion, it's irrelevant to this. And really be at peace inside. My second course that I wrote because there's so many issues with it, like is called sexuality, sensuality, spirituality, stupendous, sex, your intimacy, healing, exuberance course. So we could heal all that junk. I mean, ask somebody Anyone over 30, 25, especially women, but men too. Have you ever had any sexual experience you really didn't like? You did. I don't mean that you, he or she wasn't a good law. I don't mean that. But I mean, against your will or that you acceded to most, yes. Yes, most, yes. That has to be healed. That that course does it. The one so, I'm working on. Go ahead.
0: The one you're working on. The one I'm then.
1: working on now is called, this is the working title, is Mystic race, sex, ism, freedom, freedom. Free yourself of the cause and effects of isms because we have to. This isn't pointing a finger, although I do a little in the book, I just had to say something. Okay, but it's about if we don't clear ourselves, then we are at the effect of it. And there's something that I called in my first book, The Mother's Manual, thank you on that one, um, I call it genetic karmic patterning, because that's what I was told to call it by the guides. GM, genetic karmic, GKP. When we're born, we don't just get the physical characteristics of our parents. Sometimes, now you're talking to a clairvoyant, okay? Sometimes what we get also is an energetic frequency, positive ones and yucky ones. That can come from our past lives and karmic journey on earth and elsewhere, as well as from our genetic line. So there can be a little bit of a predisposition to any of these systems and all of that can be healed. And Generally, it's an energy healer to do it, not just words. The words will help, but it takes going in there and doing stuff that that really is stuff.
0: And can it be done remotely? Yeah, of course. Of course. Audrey, do me a favor. Um, we're gonna go ahead and close. I, I really appreciate you being here. And just the, ex, you, you know, you want to expand. You've even expanded my thoughts right now about all of this, so thank you for that. Thank you. Tell me, what. how can people get your uh, the book and how can they okay. connect with you?
1: Okay, so you can get all my books, and we're redoing the art on the website. (laughs) Okay, at my website, AudreyNow, A-U-D-R-Y-E-N-O-W.com. Raising Race Consciousness is both a Kindle book and a PDF. And you can get a free sampler of all my books. I figure you see what it is. Do you like it? Get the book. And if you want it in classrooms and all that, talk to me. I can arrange things for you. Yes, ma'am. And if you want private sessions or any of that or my courses or whatever, Audrey Now at gmail. A-U-D-R-Y-E-N-O-W at gmail. Can I give a phone number? Sure. Okay. Um, I'm just... Sure. So my my regular number is 917-494-494. 0628 that's how you know I'm from new york 917 494 0628 i almost said 06 new york
0: 0628 if you need... i'll go in the i'll go in the i'll go in the comments below our posts and put this information in there so for thank people, you. oh my gosh thank you thank you, you. The the whole point of this, like I said earlier, is to just start having an inquiry about it. And if you think you're not a racist, you are. I am. I know this. I was socialized white. You know, I'm those of us who feel like we're progressives, we're the worst. We think we're, you know, oh, I don't see color. Well, that's one of the most racist well, how things do we you can say. <laughs> What are you blind? Sorry. I know, right, right. So there's so much that we don't. That's denial. You know, one of my favorite, it's not not even, you know, denial you would think is, it's it's one of my favorite expressions is you don't know what you you don't know. And we don't know how deep this runs in us. It runs way deeper than you think. You know, the people who say, oh, there's no such thing as white privilege, like, we know that there is. There's, you all just watch these, these videos for the last three months. There's white privilege. And when we deny, that's where the denial comes in. So if you think you're not a racist, I invite you to be an anti-racist. And that means really looking at what's going on for you. Thank you so much, all of you, for watching. I Thank like you to connect with Audrey and get her book, Healing Race Consciousness. And um, thank you, Audrey, for being thank you. the amazing thank you. woman that you are and for sharing uh, today with us. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Make sure you share this and make sure you give me some comments. I'd love to hear what you think. Bye, everybody.